With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Blues Focus podcast, airing every week on YouTube, Spotify and Apple Music. I'm Kieran, your host for this episode, and with me this week I've got Elliot and Callum, hopefully for more than five minutes this time round. Uh, a couple of things to discuss, um, a shock transfer rumour as well, but we'll start um, with the draw away at QPR on Saturday. Go to Callum first this week for a change, being Elliot was complaining last week. Callum, what were your views on the draw away at QPR? Well, I mean, it's a game we should have won and we could have won, but another goalless game for us. Um, obviously, we will get on to it. The game last night was a better one. But yeah, nil-nil QPR away from home. You'd always take a point away from home in the Championship, no matter who you're playing, really. But I suppose a little bit disappointing again, considering we had the better chances. But no, a point's a point. Fair enough, I suppose. What about you, Elliot? Your uh, views on it? Happy with a point? Yeah, I'm always uh, I'm always happy when we don't lose a QPR. Um, I've got plenty, plenty of mates down here that support QPR, so I never hear the end of it. Um, but yeah, um, like uh, Cal touched on, we, we had chances to win the game, and it was pleasing to see that we had chances, especially on a counter attack. So um, hopefully, we'll see sort of more of that counter attack in style of play when we go to Preston on Saturday. So. Yeah, I was pleased with it. Um, I know there was a couple of opportunities that QPR also had as well, so um, it could have definitely swung either way. Uh, QPR don't look fantastic this season, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, could have easily been three points, really. Yeah, I think Hogan had was it two goals disallowed, I think, off the top of my head, I yeah. think it was. Um, first start... For the Blues, for San Jose, though, um, who put a shift in the mm. QPR. Um, and again, last night, it looks like decent dishes for the midfield, as we thought he would be. 
Uh, do you see that's? Do you think that's where he's going to stay now in that holding role? Um, commentator loved to touch on it last night that he played at centre back for Bilbao. I think I heard that a fair few times. But where do you see him? Um, I see him fitting in, basically sitting in front of that back four, just in front of the two centre backs. He'll slot in, hopefully, right next to them or right in front of them. And I think, as we've seen the last two games, it's enabled Gary Gardner and Sanjic either side of him to push forward and be a little bit more adventurous, just with that knowledge um, that they've got a player of a very good level and quality sitting right behind them. Um, I think, as we saw last night, we'll touch on it in a minute, his distribution is pretty decent as well. Um, so, again, that, that's going to help the side tenfold um, going forward. Just have that player that, when he is in possession of the ball deep, he's already looking up. He's already thinking about who to play the ball to. Um, there's no panic. And it's the way he gets around the pitch. He looks like, like Sanjic, but just better, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm excited for when he signed and obviously now he's playing it. It does look like he's bedding him well. I know he came on after Clayton got sent off against Norwich, but no, he's uh first two games he's played, he's been pretty solid. And like El just said, you've obviously got Sunich who can go forward and obviously Gardner played last night. So it just is a lot more comfortable for the rest of the team just to know that you've got a quality player just sat in front of the back four. So, yeah, no, I am excited. And I think I think that'll be his position now. I think he'll just stay there. Yeah, for, for what it's worth, which isn't much, I do agree. Um, you know, he's, he's fitting effortlessly into that middle, hasn't he, really? Just in front of the back four. Like Elliot says, and obviously we'll touch on it when we discuss the game from last night in a minute, but every single time you see him, he's, his head's up looking forward, uh, which I think's... Something that that team has, has, has so far has, has lacked this season without the likes of, you know, Terrell and, um, and what have you. It, it, all midfielders seem to want to just look sideways and keep the ball. So, I suppose we'll see. See what happens there. But then, moving on to last night's game. Um, finally, another win to discuss. Um yeah, your thoughts on it, Cal? Happy, happy with the performance last night and the result? Yeah, I mean, the performance was, again, getting there. It still wasn't as good as we can be. Well, no, three points. We haven't, you know, second win of the season. Can't really complain. When Huddersfield equalised, I suppose, the way they were playing, no one was really fantastic, but, you know, typical Blues fashion. You could just... It was inevitable, really. Huddersfield were going to score, and obviously they did, but... No, I, I always thought we were slightly more in control of the game and, and obviously when it fell to Duke the way it did, first um, open play goal of the season, I suppose, was probably the best way we could have won it in the dying embers of it. So no, it was a, it was, it was a good game and a good to get the three points. Obviously just move on now to a tricky game on Saturday. Yeah, what about you, Elliot? Do you... Uh... What do you think about it? That's not. Um, I thought the first half they were they were brilliant. Once they got going, I think the first 10, 15 minutes, I, I don't think they barely touched the ball. And then when they did get hold of the ball, um, they were really good. They could have had two or three in the first half. 
Um, but I think what we're going to see typically this season with a crank aside is that once they go a goal up, especially at home, it's going to be a shut-up shot type of job. I think the second half was pretty much non-existent up until um, up until they scored the equaliser. But um, but I think he is very much one of those managers. He's going to be a reactionary manager. So if 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 a team pegs us back, he'll slightly change the formation and the team shape. If it's still one nil and there's a possibility of hanging on to three points, he'll hang on to the three points all day long. He'll he won't push to go for a second goal. Uh, which I haven't really got a problem with, to be honest. And, and I know uh, when the equaliser went in last night, there was a, there was a lot. Of, you know, on Twitter, there was a bit of a meltdown, wasn't there? You know, one all at home, Thomas Fields, eight points from eight games. People were starting to panic a little bit and say, "Oh, this is this is just not good enough." And then five minutes later, everything throws it again. But but that's what football is. Football's all about uh, it's fine margins, isn't it? At the end of the day, and um, you know, you could say Wickham. Wickham haven't been. Uh, that bad this season they've got one point you know and they've just been on the wrong side of a few decisions um, one goal deficits here and there it really a lot of these games they really do hinge on on sort of one or two moments and we were on the right side of those one or two moments last night yeah I mean okay, okay. if you uh, watched it on the rip button the commentator you know spent a lot of time saying out uh, um, what would the Blues faithful think of this performance? What would they think of this result? I mean, at the end of the day, we won the game. I don't know a single person that complains about that. Um, like I say, as always, uh, an inevitable meltdown on Twitter whenever we concede a goal and get picked back. It always happens. But again, we, we say it every week on here. You've, you've got to give it time. You've got to let him find his best 11, his you know, the best way of approaching games but we just run quickly through a couple of stats for those that uh, had their little meltdown so last night 23% possession we apparently actually had more shots than Huddersfield 14 to 12 four shots on target to their two uh, but they did get four quarters to our two but I mean look just again just goes to show as Blues often do it's a possession isn't the be all and end all of it uh, it's what you do with what we've got isn't it but do you think in the coming weeks we'll see more of the ball? Is that something that he's going to look to transition to, perhaps? Callum, is that something you think he'd, he'd look at? Or do you think it's a case of this is how it's going to be, pretty much? Well, I'd like to think he'd transition more into that. But like Elle said before, you've got a, you go into a lead and you shut up, shut up. I think it will be more, more a case of that. I'd like to... Obviously, you always want to see your team playing, you know, exciting football, passing it around, and we do pass it around. But obviously, we see more defensively organised. It's not, you know, there's not sparks flying. But I'd, I'd like to think so. But as long as we can, not exactly survive on draws and pick up wins when we can. You want to win every game you go into, realistically. But if we can win, get a few draws and keep it steady, not lose silly games. And I think, especially with I know he probably was gifted with a, a slightly better side technically with Middlesbrough, but in his time here so far, it looks like we are going to be an extremely organised team and I'd like to think it just carries on that way and we just obviously don't concede goals, but try and score a few more than we have. And last night was probably the most promising performance of the season So and we got the win. So, no, I think it will be good if he could 
try and transition into that? Well, the game that last season after lockdown, we lost 3 0 for us field at home. So, um, but yeah, Elliot, you're happy with uh, what you've seen so far from a Karanka side, everything that you expected it, but. Yeah, definitely. I, I couldn't care less if we had 10% possession. If we're coming out with the three points, that's all that matters at the end of the day. And I think ultimately, like you just touched on last last season, we lost that game 3-0. And the back end of that season, uh, last season, you know, since you know lockdown was just um, laughable, really. Conceding three goals a game pretty much. Um, and the first quarter core thing for Karanko was to sort out that, sort out the defence. And, you know, we're not going to go out and spend uh, money on a whole new defence. Unfortunately, we're not capable of doing that. We're not in a position to do that. So it was basically a case of making what we've got better, uh, more organised, like Cal just mentioned, um, and being harder to break down. Um, and obviously, the goalkeeper situa- situation has been rectified. Got a good goalkeeper in there now. And we just needed a few more leaders um, and a stronger spine to the side. And I think he's um, he's done that. Um, going forward, it's, it's you know, I think it's a work. It's going to be a work in progress this season. It's you know, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in three months. It's going to happen over twelve months to twenty-four months. But I do think that this season we are we are going to see games that are going to be one nils, one ones, nil nils. You know, and I prefer I prefer that to us losing three and four nil like we were last season. Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah, you can't win, can you? Because fans. Moaned at Platet and obviously then eventually uh, Spooner and Garden last year. We shouldn't be losing these games. And you shut up, relatively short up shop, pick up a 1 0 or draw 1 all. Some decent results along the way as well. You know, the dogs of the, the point at Swansea, um, you know, the point at Stoke could have, could have and probably should have been free. Um, but people complaining that it's too negative. We lost them game. We lost all three of them games last season, for example, Swansea, Huddersfield, and Stoke, so it's positive so far, isn't it? Really, let's be honest. Yeah, definitely. I think um, you know the two losses we've had this season. I think Norwich was inevitable. I mean, the quality they've got is ridiculous. And then the the Sheffield Wednesday game was it was just it was just a one-off game. They just weren't at it, and it's going to happen this season. Unfortunately, we are going to get games where we're just not going to be at it. You know, we're not a polished uh, team uh, by any any stretch. So, it's like, you know, it's going to take time. This season is definitely a transitional season. It's a season about, you know, uh, becoming more difficult to beat. And so far, they have been a lot more difficult to beat. Looking ahead now anyway, um, next up, uh, Preston away on Saturday. Uh, Preston who have lost every single home game so far this season from what I can remember seeing last night. So, uh, looking forward to it or a bit pessimistic like the rest of us what do you think Cal? Um, it screams a draw to me to be perfectly honest um, we touched on before recording I think Preston you know lost all their home games this season it's typical being pessimistic for us to go there and get beat but you know the way we are looking this season Tough to beat, tough to even score against. So, yeah, we could nick a 1-0, but I reckon it'll be a draw. And with how good they are away from home, I don't see why we can't win. 
but it will be tough. But yeah, screams a draw from me. Could be just one of those boring one ones. But again, a point away from home, you will take it off the back of obviously beating Huddersfield. I mean, <clears throat> what are your thoughts, Elliot? Looking down, just looking down there, uh, results so far. So first game of the season, lost one nil at home to Swansea. Um, then lost two nil at home to Brighton in the cup. Then lost one nil at home to Stoke. Uh, lost one nil at home to Cardiff, and then two nil at home to Middlesbrough. So not even scored a home goal yet in competitive football this season. Um, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, really, really strange side. Yeah, just looking down the results, results here, they've obviously lost all four home games and away from home, they've taken a point at Norwich, beaten Brentford, QPR and Huddersfield. So, I really don't know what to expect. I think I'm, I'm with Callum on this one. I, I think it'll be like a one-all draw. Um, and I think by the looks of it, Preston, I think, prefer to play like... I'm just presuming from the, these results, but they obviously prefer to play it off counter-attacking style. Um, so they could come unstuck against us on Saturday if we give them the ball, like we have done with other sides, and just say, right, there you go, there's the ball, now break us down. And uh, once we win the ball back, we'll, uh, we'll just counter-attack on the other. So I think Mill done a good job last night, the 1-2-0 down there. And uh, they've got some useful players. I, I didn't even realise they had Kenneth war up front. I think he scored last night for them. Uh, Jed Wallace is another good player they've got. Uh, so, yeah, they've done a good job last night. Um, they all played three at the back, I think, with wing-back, sort of a wing-back style. Um, so, I wouldn't be surprised uh, to see Karanka sort of uh, attack that game with uh, another three at the back with uh, the wing-backs, um, again, like he did at QPR. I see it, it divides opinion on... Twitter, as, as many things do. But obviously that usually leads to uh, Pedersen filling in at wing-back. Is that somewhere that you can see him really playing? I mean, I see some people saying he's brilliant there and some people saying no, he's not so good. But, but what are your thoughts on it? Do you, do you think he fits in there? Um, me, I, I don't rate Pedersen as a, a wing-back. I think he's more of a just a a solid um, left back. Um, and to be honest, actually, I think I prefer him as a, a left centre back. Uh, Pedersen, he's not quite got that turn of pace to deal with anyone that's quite tricky on the wing. Um, he gets he gets done ball watching quite a bit. Again, his distribution can be a little bit ropey. I think as we saw with Friend last night, when he played left back, which was a bit of a surprise. Um, Friend, I think he just got that. He's got that bit more know how. Um, he knows when to press up the pitch. You know, he can f now and again, he fed a couple of balls infield and he just knew when to go. He knew when to not go. He's just got more of a football brain. So I, I think I would keep friend. Um, if we're playing forward or back, I think I'd keep friend in that left back position. But if we're going to uh, free at the back, I think Pedersen's going to have to come back in so that friend can slot in uh, into the centre left back. But I think when Clark Salter's up and, up and running and fit in April. Um, I'd be worried if I was Pedersen. I, I think he needs to be up in his game in the next sort of month or so to try and keep his position. Yeah, and then obviously the other thing there to question, in, I know I've seen other people ask it as well, but 
Callum, your thoughts really if, if the plan was with Karanka to always um, test out three at the back with wing backs at some point this season, would it have been worth keeping hold of Seddon for the wing back position perhaps? Yeah, definitely. But you, I think keeping hold of him would have been well, better. But you know, we've got people there now. I think we don't necessarily need him. And obviously, Frankers chose that option. But like L touched on, I don't think I. I don't see Pedersen. I. He's okay going up the pitch, but. I do see him more as a sort of defensive-minded fullback, and in that solid left-back position, I'd say that's where he's valued more. But yeah, friend showed a bit more now at left back last night. But no, I think Seddon could be a good choice to keep next season after his loan at Wimbledon. But it it depends. I think we've got cover there, and I think if we was to go into a three at the back, I think. There, there is a case for Pedersen to play there. Depends if you can adjust to it. I agree. Sorry, I was, oh, was just going to touch on that. I agree with with Carl. I think, you know, in he said in these games, he's not. He would have probably sat on the bench all this season, or be lucky to be included in the match day squad. Like he's got, a, he's got a goal on loan. We've got two left-footed defenders that can slot into that position at the moment, and with more experience. So. Yeah, I agree. I think he wouldn't have got it. I think he would have struggled to get in the side this season, said and That's that purely, obviously, because um, he is your out-and-out sort of wing-back, isn't he, really? I think that's where he's playing with, with Wimbledon, for example. I think it's where he played with was it Portsmouth for the second half of last season as well. Um, yeah. Obviously, eyebrows were raised at the time when he went out on load as well. I think at that point, I don't think we'd even signed anyone, had we, or did we just sign... Was just about to sign out his friend at the time, I think, wasn't we? So, but you know, it's just a stark debate. <laughs> but then, I mean, I, I do agree with you both as well. I think Pedersen, yeah, he's he's too much of a lump, isn't he? Really, as a as a wing back, you know, you look at all your modern wing backs nowadays. They're small, attack minded players, where he's more of a a solid defender, and like you say, he could slide at centre back. Um, quite happily as he's done in the past so um, be interesting to see what happens but then uh, what else we got next week we've got another midweek game at home to Wickham and then mm. home to Bournemouth on the Saturday um, before breaking up for an international break uh, realistically what, what do you think that we'll take from the next week three games then Elliot them three in mind. Uh, I think I think if we can get five points, that'd be a good good point. So I think if we get a point Saturday, if we can get a win over Wickham and then a point against Bournemouth, I think that'd be pretty decent. Um, but I really do think the Wickham game is going to be one of the toughest games out of those three. I think I watched them the other night against Watford. I think they drew one all. Uh, they could have, they should have won that game. They had a goal right at the end, which should have been allowed uh, for a foul on Ben Foster, which was never a foul. And and I and I watch them and they pass the ball around quite nicely. They've got a good manager. I just think they've got a good vibe around that team at the moment, and they're still looking for their first win. And you know what St Andrews is like. You know any team looking for their first win, or you know their first you know three points of the season, 
they usually tend to get it at St Andrews. So um, as much as I'd like to say we're going to win that game, I think that game is going to be a tricky game. Yeah. Callum, your thoughts? Well, you'd be happy with five points? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say five points and I'd, I'd predict that it could just be a case of, well, Preston haven't won at home yet. They could turn us over in a game. You'd expect us to at least pick up a point. The Wickham one on paper probably sounds the easiest, but is probably the biggest banana skin. So could be a tricky game. Bournemouth, completely not confident with, but we could just get completely shut out and they'll obviously show why they are going to be up there. But yeah, five points is what I'd hope for at least and it's what I'd expect for as well, yeah. I think your problem you've got with Bournemouth is I looked at their line last night and you've got Josh Kings back in the 11 now and um, you know, you've know you got Lerma to go in and um, still got these Premier League names knocking around. But they haven't really set the world alight yet, have they? So it's whether or not they find their, uh, their mojo before they come and turn up at St Andrews. Obviously, we don't want to touch base on uh, what happened the last time they played a league game at our place. Um, ideally, not a repeat either. would be nice. But um, moving on, one of the things that has uh, kept things interesting on socials over the past few days is uh, the rumour that we're looking at Alexander Pato on a, on a free contract. Callum, I know this one excites you. Fair bit. Um, thoughts on it first of all. Um, I know we said, well, I said, yeah, and happening, but Callum, you seem to think differently, so take it away. Well, obviously, I hope it happens, which is probably why I'm thinking it will. You know, you, you, you get us being strongly linked on pretty much every article you read, and then you see him himself on his Twitter post a picture of him in his football boot saying soon back with the emojis. So it could mean something or that could just mean he's going to try and come back or he knows he's going to be back and it's just not going to be with us. I don't know. It doesn't sound like it should happen, Pato to, to Birmingham City, but it would be pretty extraordinary if it did. And obviously you'd like to think it would help with the goals and obviously seeing the things he's done in the past. Yeah, it does excite you, but I suppose being realistic, there's probably more of a chance of it not happening. But you never know, you never know. Yeah, well, <clears throat> like I say, I knew that it, it uh, excited you, to say the least. But Elliot, your thoughts? You, you, you wasn't so keen when we were, uh, well, not keen as such, but weren't so confident about it when we were chatting off air. What, what are your thoughts on it? The link, first of all, took you by surprise, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah a little bit by surprise. I thought it was a wind-up when I read it. But um, no, I'm pretty sure that we won't be seeing Pato in a, uh, in a Birmingham shirt. Um, but stranger things have happened. Um, I really don't know where the rumours come from. I know... I'm pretty sure that um, the thing is the thing the thing the way I look at it is is why why would some random newspaper from was it Brazil the Brazilian uh, I think it's Brazilian wasn't up? it I think yeah why would they why would they link 
us with that player if there wasn't if there wasn't any sort of communication there going on between the club or the you know and players' representatives. So I, I no doubt that the club are looking at a, a wide range of free agents. I'm sure as as most clubs are at the moment, uh, you know, and seeing what they can do. But especially in the current climate, there's plenty of players that are without clubs. But uh, I'll be very surprised if we see uh, see Pato in a Birmingham shirt. But um, I wouldn't be against it. That's for sure. It reminds me of uh, uh, Harry Redknapp deadline day, where at the start of the day, you didn't know what was going to happen, but you knew something was going to happen because it always does. And then you see a Jota, you see uh, Alex Song was an interesting one, wasn't it? Jack Wilshere, we went for on loan. Um, players that we had no right to be getting linked with. And again, I'm not saying obviously that they, they're remotely similar, Karanka and Redna, but again, it just it feels similar in the case of we have no right to be getting linked to Alexander Pata, who um, yeah, played for AC Milan and um, Chelsea on loan for a time as well. So it's a, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, I think I was going to say like we said that we were talking earlier, weren't we? before we came on onto the podcast, like there must be some kind of link between Karanko or Karanko's, you know, uh, his representatives and Pato's for something to be going on behind the scenes. But, and he did, and in, in, in the interview last night, uh, he didn't exactly shoot it down, did he? He didn't, he didn't deny, he didn't say, no, that's not happening. He just kind of sort of, uh, sort of brushed it off, didn't he? He brushed the question away. So, uh, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. I mean, do you think this is why maybe we wasn't so rushed for another strike on deadline day? We did we know that we was going to be looking at I don't know Pato, for example, as a, a free agent option? You'd imagine there was always discussions of still pick, trying to pick someone up in this market, but uh, it does make you wonder, doesn't it? But I mean. Callum, another name that I keep seeing bounded about still as a, a possibility is uh, Nias, who was at Everton as well. Something that you'd take? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would, to be honest. It's not it's, it, it's not a case of I would take any striker. That's a bit harsh. I do feel, I do feel so for, for Scott Hogan. You know, the chances he had last night and obviously the goals disallowed against QPR... You gotta feel sorry for him. I think it will come. He will score, but yeah, we do need another striker, and it's it's inevitable that we're playing one up front. And I just Duke on his own is obviously better than Hogan on his own, but I just don't see the goal. I don't see that many goals coming from either of them, let alone Hogan. So yeah, getting another striker would be something we need, and Nias. Not, not exactly what you'd call proven, but he's been there in the Premier League and he, he has scored for Everton. And yeah, I, I would take him. Yeah, especially in in the Championship. I think you put anybody up front with a bit about them, and you and you get the service to them, which is obviously something we need to try and do more. But no, I would definitely take him. Yeah, in terms of Nias. Yeah, Elliot. I think we've spoke about Nias before. Anyway, but again. Yeah. As Callum says, he, 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 
He doesn't want to say he'd take any striker, but I'm pretty sure he would. <laughs> you're, in, you're in the same boat. You just think, is it a case of we need another number up there? Or do you think it's a case of only if it's the right player? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 thought, I think Leco will have a... If, if, he'll have a good season if he's paired up with Chuka up front this season. Um, he looked lively when he came on the other night. He, he just he looks so comfortable on the ball. He looks a real threat. I'd, I'd be sad to see us bring in a 31-year-old that's, you know, probably a little bit past it, not feeling, you know, football anymore and uh, taking his place, you know, when he's got so much development to come. But oh, I do feel like we need one more attacker just to, just to bolster the ranks. Uh, the problem is, is you bring in someone like Pato, they're gonna, are they gonna upset? Are they gonna upset things a little bit because they're gonna expect to come into the first team, aren't they? They're gonna when they're fully fit, they're gonna expect to come into the, the starting eleven. Um, and at the moment, we've got quite a competitive, you know, front three. I think Hogan just needs a goal. That's all it is. He, he just doesn't look confident at the moment. Once he gets a goal, I think he'll be up and running. Um, he's getting into really good areas. Last night, he was getting into really good areas. Uh, you know, a couple of times we could have found him with a through ball, and that's exactly what we need. Is I just, I'm not sure. I'm just not sure. I really don't know what to make of it at the moment. But I think what we've got at the moment up front is pretty decent. We just could have done with another, maybe even another an out, an out striker, or just another winger. Well. I would say it's a case of we'll see what I'm, I imagine the club's um, been looking extensively at what's available in the, the free market at the minute, just in case anything comes up. I suppose uh, could be a few more interesting names we're linked to. Yeah, I didn't even realise that Pato was a free agent. To be honest, but, I think uh, Callum said it earlier. I didn't even realise he was only 31. We thought he was like well, way gone, like 35, 36. So. I was a bit surprised when we saw when we were linked with him and to see he was actually still only 31. So, um, yeah. There you go. Let's see what happens, I suppose. One more thing just to touch on quickly. Um, the next Q&A coming up uh, very soon, which will be uh, myself and Callum joining me this time, I believe. We're going to be sitting down with Marlon King, which will be uh, an interesting watch, so join us for that. So we've got time for on this episode anyway, but thanks for tuning in. Again, feel free to get your questions on the socials at Blues Focus Pod. Um, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, and until next time, see you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.